following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to this episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. My name is Paul Muscrillo, and with me I have tonight... Editor-in-chief of ToonamiFaithful.com, Sketch. <laughs> so we're using titles now? <laughs> I have a title, may as well use it. Yeah, that's true. And, who else do we have? Editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffrey. And? Guy that knows Sketch, uh, duelist. And bringing up the rear. Anime Titties Enthusiast Caboose Jr. Oh, God. <laughs> that is his official I, title. It is I want his business card. Title. <laughs> where are we at on that shirt? No shirt. <sighs> yeah, where are we at on that shirt? What shirt? What are we talking about? Oh, that shirt. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Three things. That shirt. Yeah, I get what you're saying now. Okay. That's good. Well, it's another so wonderful week of Toonami. Very exciting episodes. Uh, any highlights, gentlemen? Vegeta on a train. <laughs> Vegeta's trying Vegeta so hard not to have a train. Vegeta but it all on a train. Vegeta with <laughs> squid on face. It was funny seeing how, like, oh, yeah, we're, we have to do this because I promised Trunks when I beat the crap out of my own son. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. We've now have full closure after that scene. Because I, like many, were probably thinking, oh yeah, maybe that did happen. I don't remember. But we're going to have it anyway. Two seconds. Remember, domestic disputes can be solved by a theme park. Apparently not. <laughs> they didn't go no, to a theme park, they went to a resort. Yeah. Vegeta was not having it. to resort end, to a family outing. He's just chilling there on top of the ship, bullets flying around. He's like, this is proper training. This is nothing. <laughs> so she goes under the water because he's trying to shake him. It's pretty amusing. Oh, that's what you wanted, dear? Okay. Just... <laughs> those two those two were so meant for each other. Yes. Sorry, Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha. Uh, Uh, by the way you know that they did like a uh there's like a manga now of somebody like dying and then being reincarnated as yamcha yeah i would kill myself again no 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 (laughs) no he was like seriously he's a fan of dragon ball he dies he's reincarnated as yamcha at like when he meets goku and he shows that even Yamcha with enough thought and perseverance could be good. So he kind of rewrites the story of Yamcha and he doesn't die to the say the, he beats all the Cybermen and then they're off to Namek. And that's like where the first story ended. I think it would be. Okay. This is a Dragon Ball fan. Hey, it's a good idea. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I would watch that, and it would be ridiculous. There's also an yeah, interesting uh, alternate universe story going around with Vegeta going to Earth instead of Goku, and I thought that was pretty interesting. That would hmm. wait, wait a minute. What is this like? Are are they copying DC or something? Ah, I don't know. You know what Dragon, I mean? Like they they Dragon reset Ball everything. Z, the new Fifty Two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it would be great if uh, Super somehow managed to uh, shoehorn in the events of GT as like an alternate Earth setting or something, because they could do it. Yeah. So just keep in the good stuff from GT and get rid of all the crap? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait you mean just well, keep no, in no, all no. of it. It was all no, no, good. No, no, <laughs> no. What, what they could do is they could actually make it an alternate universe mm-hmm. kind of deal, so... No, it was I think DBZ dream. has a ton of those already, though. Hmm. I want to see Beerus react to Super Saiyan 4. We're all sounding like Hanzo right now. Moving on. I, yes. I don't know. <laughs> that might be interesting. My favorite <laughs> moment from this week was uh, Hunter Hunter. Killer. Killua and uh, uh, Gon going through like every single, all three of those bad guys. That was pretty good. My favorite moment of that was when Killua said, I'll kill you on the shitter. (laughs) 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 That is cold. I I like when he leaves the room, they're like, so we're going to follow the rules. (laughs) Cheating is, you know, it's it's a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. I love how they're like talking all this shit about him, and then all of a sudden he's like in the corner, just sitting there watching them. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are you guys are fucked now. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do it. And then Gon just rips off the prosthetic leg of the top guy. It's all like, yes. yeah, that's right. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you should have kept it as a trophy. And then he beats the guy in the wheelchair in like two seconds. <laughs> Sketch, could you imagine that? Like, Kilua comes over to Gon's place. He's like, Gon, why is there a wooden leg just chilling? He's like, Kilua, I got a story to tell you. <laughs> Some old guy will never forget who I am because I stole his leg. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Do it. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Oh! Uh, Trading under King Kai again? <laughs> yes, King Kai is my sensei. I went to all of his pun classes. Can we talk about how bad of a house guest Goku is? Yes. Everywhere he goes. What isn't he? Or what isn't he bad at besides training and kicking butt? Mm-hmm. He's a horrible a father, father, horrible right guest. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I got an even better. He'd question. be a good competitive eater. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I still, I'd still choose Fu. I have a better question here. Why the fuck hasn't King Kai got his life back? Come on. <laughs> well, I can the man... give you the most recent reason, but that might be spoiler. No, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, he got his planet back, so that's always good. But then it's just like, I guess it um... doesn't really matter because he's still technically in heaven, regardless. <laughs> That's true. It's funny because I was watching those other world tournament episodes recently where those other guys are just making fun of him relentlessly for being dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So that's why I'm kind of like, um, can you give him his life back? I mean, the Dragon Balls give you two wishes now. You can at least use one on King Kai. Come on. Goku's it's a part like... of his life now. He'll never get his life back. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably what'll happen is he'll get his life back, and then Goku in two seconds will get him killed. <laughs> oh, sorry, much. King Kai. <laughs> oh, King Kai, you're alive be... again? That's great. Oh, this is bad timing. <laughs> It'd be a shame if something happened. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Only CJ would go there. <laughs> I don't like King Kai. Okay. Mm. All right then. All right. Definite other oh. highlight is Gundam continues to look fantastic. Oh yes. my word, that animation is so good. Good story too. I'm enjoying it so far. So far being the keyword. It I think it'll stay consistent. Better. As far as I know, it gets better. So, the the way the TV version kind of cuts off abruptly at points is a little annoying, but uh, I guess we're just well, used to it. It is what it is. Yeah, it's understandable. It's repurposed. So, mm. yeah. By the way, speaking about good moments this week, there was some good talk back in this week's talk back. Oh yeah. Well, you can go ahead and doesn't off doesn't Caboose get to talk about what he liked most about Tsunami? Caboose didn't watch Tsunami. Yeah, I did. Well, he didn't watch I it live. Yard it. Yeah, well, I. So it doesn't count. Okay, like, so come on. I had no, no, no. I had AGDQ on one screen and I had Tsunami on the other. So technically, wow. I was watching both, and my brother was in my room just sleeping. So I because. <laughs> I know he he like he pillaged my room. He claimed it his. For it's like my land now. Hour. Well, I mean, it used to be his room. He lives in the basement. Tubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what boy. I know what you're talking about too. Actually, you're so worried about those. I am. Mm. <laughs> anyway, my <laughs> what? Oh no! Just the way you said that. <laughs> now now guys now now mm-hmm. by the way by the way jose can play vhs now <laughs> holy you know. shit if you couldn't tell uh, from his twitter that one day which was really weird and odd for him to post that but whatever hmm. hey man i he just has a taste in vh uh vcrs i guess get those uh big blue igpx tapes mm-hmm Big blue. Anyway, we're rambling on. Let's. uh, (laughs) Yeah. My favorite moment would have to be learning that Itachi wasn't that bad of a guy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that actually. Turns out Sasuke's whole vendetta thing was kind of stupid. It was all a lie. Among other things with Sasuke, but I digress. Yeah, he was edgy for no reason. But here's here's the other thing that was interesting too was the fact that behind the scenes his brother was like setting all this to, up to happen anyway. So it's kind of like so who's the more fucked up one here? <laughs> they brother? both are. They, yeah, both, they, are, they are. both are. I mean like his brother like set it up so that way he would be able to kill him because in the end 
he was going to die from some disease or something. So it was it was just interesting like to hear that and you're just like okay then. So, yeah, I forget how it works, but it's like he used his shotting gun too much and then like he'd go blind and something then it would kill him or or maybe it'd kill him or something along those lines. He, he needed Sasuke's eyes to cure his or something weird like that. And you would think that that would just stop him from like doing anything else. No, no, he's just going to kill he's just going to kill everybody in the uh the hidden leaf village now. That's wonderful. Their eyes weren't good enough. Bury the bodies in piles of leaves. <laughs> God. <laughs> good job. Good job. I like that. <laughs> but uh, but anyways. Uh, yes. Yes, you did. That was you? so delayed from Sketch. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> uh... All right. So, talkbacks. Sketch, would you like to do the honors? Oh. Well. I'm just gonna go down the line here. So, uh, first uh, a couple from Josh Knighton. Okay, Bulma has blue hair, Vegeta has black hair, and Trunks has light purple hair. Somebody call Maori. <laughs> it's Maury. But, yes, that was hilarious. Eh. I know who the father is. Not Yamcha. <laughs> oh. And also from Josh Knighton, I would love to see Vegeta cut loose in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Woman, show me your cleavage, for I am the prince of all Saiyans. <laughs> I could see him doing that, too. Mm-hmm. And then Vegeta's, Bulma slapping the shit out of him. Vegeta's become such a softy, so uh, E. Johnson Chelsea wrote in, Yeah, Mr. Tough Guy isn't so tough anymore. Even no. a squid can beat him. No, I, I I think what it is is he knows that Bulma would beat the shit out of him, so <laughs> that's why he's behaved himself. I will eat your entire race. So we now know who the two strongest warriors on Earth are: Bulma and Chi Chi. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, first I think from... they're finally putting Chi Chi in an upcoming DBZ fighting game, and I like that. Hmm. Well, At least adult Chi Chi. Hmm. I still can't get over the fact that she trained Goten when she was like so strict with Gohan. No, 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 no. You have to do books and study and blah, blah, blah. And while Gohan's sleeping, she's like, come here, let's go train. Because even <laughs> Chi-Chi knew the disappointment that was in store with Gohan. Oh. She's like, what's the point? That's so mean and fucked up. No. <laughs> you think I'm happy about it? He was my favorite character. No, you see, canonically, Chi-Chi kind of lightened up on the whole don't be a martial artist thing, but apparently yeah. apparently, Toei completely has forgotten about this sort of thing, so she's still kind of high-strung and super. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know. But, hey, whatever. Because, remember, remember, and uh, I guess this is technically spoilers for the final chapters, but you know, the boys go to the tournament and their mothers are like, yeah, yeah, kill him. <laughs> My boy's the best. Was, you don't mess with Chi-Chi. They almost get in a fight over it, too. That was hilarious. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because they already have a son that's already successful. Eh? So maybe, you know, like, eh, we can let him. Oh, Goten, you'll never be as smart be as your brother. 
but maybe you'll be as powerful. It's like we have a smart one and a stupid one. It's okay. There you go. One of them has to take it's synergy. Joking, right? Yeah, exactly. Synergy. Yeah. Well, the first from Japhis and Craig. Shopping, sure. Giant squid ink you? Okay. Dance off. That's where I draw the line. I'm out. Hey, I've been in Vegeta's shoes at concerts. That's not fun. You, you want to fight people with them getting into your personal space and hitting you in the head. <laughs> you, you know, Jameson Craig, you say that now, but there's a certain moment coming up that we know about that uh, he has to kind of suck it up and dance. So, <laughs> and that's not I... that's that's not really a spoiler because you probably should have seen Battle of Gods by now. So. No, I haven't seen it, so I don't well, know. Well, Stop it! You're Paul. gonna you're gonna be in treat. <laughs> and then you're gonna I'm be in for a, a treat. Believe it or not, I'm not a big movie person. So when I heard that the first few arcs like recap the movies, I was actually really pumped. They, they, I mean, they kind of recap them, but they do it in a different way than the movie did. Basically, that's fine. I'm still, so, I'm still cool with it. So I guess it's it, it's kind of like two different versions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So. So but we got some more good gamer ones. Writes in regarding the arrival of Great Sam and Henshin a go go baby. It's a beautiful Joe reference. Because I don't like that game. Oh. Don't we have some other other ones from like Jefferson Craig? We do, but I'll get to them. Oh. <laughs> I like these ones. I want to get to them now. Uh, relax. Another from Josh Knighton. So Videl knows how to fight and kicks all kinds of butt, but she doesn't know how to steer. Our heroine, everybody. And yet, somebody else pointed out, uh, Luis Gonzalez pointed out, that uh, Videl was able to pilot a helicopter, but not stop a bus. There are two totally different things. I I guess so. Yeah, but she wasn't even paying attention. Maybe the bus had like a clutch or something, you know? She knocked out... Gun basically punches. like knocked out the guys and then was just like oh wait maybe I should stop this bus from fall oh fuck <laughs> yeah I was making a comment about how Videl's situation with the police in the city make her seem a lot like 60's Batman <laughs> but she's totally 60's Batman I get it <laughs> Hey, she does get the uh, Sandman outfit at one point. That's true. It's pretty great. So Sam Clutters also wrote in about the great Sandman. Great Sandman, more like great Sayadab. The dab will never die. He's the first one that dabbed. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then Squidward followed. What about like the Ginyu Forest? Because their poses are very similar. Oh, about that. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that. <laughs> Jafis and Craig wrote in, The Great Sandman been smoking some of that Ginyu Kush. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's there how you got to talk back in. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save the other one when we get to Hunter Hunter. So, a couple of JoJo talkbacks. The first one from Dragon Knights. Is he absorbing that vampire? He's like an evil sponge. Like Doodle Bob. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? 
And Rob yeah. Barracuda wrote in, Guns on Pillar Men work about as well as the Japanese military versus Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, a lot of them weren't that really good this week. There were some really good ones, but not that many. Ah, here we go. (laughs) Well, first, for Hunter Hunter, Japhis and Craig wrote in, When Mommy never let you have the big wheel you wanted as a child, and now wheel is life. (laughs) That's really good. That's actually really good. That is really good. And regarding Naruto Shippuden, D. Aaron wrote in, How in the hell is Toby so entertaining, but Madara is so damn boring? Is he full of it, or was it Itachi? Uh, It was Itachi, probably. And Mark Sullivan wrote in, Holy crap, it's a zombie! I'm just an old man with serious injuries. Make up your mind, that's too confusing. I love that. I have to say, like, me and Sketch have said it before, but I love this arc. There's some really good, funny, genuine funny, funny moments. Like when Luffy stuffs a zombie back down the hole. That just solves all our problems. That, Why is, anyone think that, of that? might be the single greatest moment of Thriller Bark. I, I especially like when we first met Brooke and he's uh, waiting for food. He's like, I'll be a very patient man. Food! Food! Where's the food? It was good. No, I, I love it. I, I do. There's some really good, funny moments. And we're getting dangerously close to one of my favorite action moments in One Piece. Sketch, you might know what I'm talking about. It involves a a certain... uh, Intense stuff coming uh, up. It involves a a future crew member and a zombie. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Even though I'm sure everyone's probably seen it. (laughs) Probably. Is this a zombie? That was great. We need another season. Yeah, I, I just have to take a moment to say, uh, they were on fire. Like, four of them were on fire, burning up because of the sun. And then they're just okay. You lost me there, One Piece. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, I think I understand what Meister Mitch is saying here. I'm going to go ahead and read it verbatim and then kind of interpret what I think he meant. Is it just me, or do you agree that it would have been a good idea to have a god voice for Gun Unicorn for those who don't know the UC? So I'm thinking a narrated something or other that explains the timeline, probably. Wait, did you say that was an email? Uh, no, that was... That, that was, was a talkback. That was a talkback. Yeah. That just seems longer than Twitter would allow. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you can uh, manage to get a lot into that. The uh, phrasing, people. Phrasing! You notice any emails, Paul? Is this Archer? No, I didn't see any emails. Okay! That's uh, all the talk back then. So we have some tangentially related Toonami news. So I guess we'll get into it. News! From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Tsunami Tumblr, this is Tsunami News. 
powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. First on the docket in things that were on Toonami that are now streaming somewhere, uh, Crunchyroll has acquired Samurai Troopers. That is not the dub, Ronin Warriors. And Paul laments that they still can't seem to find that dub anywhere. I, I want the... Who who owns this dub? Somebody find out and let me know and I will tell Discotech. It's in someone's basement and they're not sharing. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what's happened because there's something going on here because... It shouldn't be this hard to find the dub. It's inside the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Area 51. You know, right next to the unicorns and aliens. Yeah, exactly. You have the, you have a room with unicorns, a room with aliens, then you have the dub of Ronin Warriors. The chilling. mythical dub of Ronin Warriors. And you know, like, the unicorns are like, yo, this this stuff is dope. We ain't giving this out. And then they tell the aliens, just like, check it out. Yes, and like clockwork, as soon as they made that post on their social media, I saw lots of posts that said, The Dub? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Unfortunately, no. Your nostalgia will have to wait for another day. Everybody loves the dub of that. I, you know, it's... I, that's what, what it's going to happen. They need to find it because people are going to continue to bitch until it comes out. People in theory like the dub of that. However, I feel like it's been so long since anyone could legitimately watch the dub that they may not actually know that to be true. I was thinking <laughs> that, but you know. It's like, I go will... watch like season two of DBZ, the original, right now, and you tell me. <laughs> well, I, I will say this to you. like At least the, the person that played Ryu, that voice never gets tiresome. I, I love that voice for him. So... <clears throat> Uh, other than that, I have to listen. So Emperor Talfa actually too. I like his the, the voice actor for that too. So don't ask me to tell you who they are, but yes, I like them. <laughs> okay. So among other shows that are available streaming seemingly for the first time, the dubs of Akamiga Kill and Parasites are on Amazon's new service, Amazon Anime Strike. Sketch has been triggered. Blue Exorcist? Uh, Blue Exorcist is also on there, and Gurren Lagann. Yes. <clears throat> they, have a, they have a few other Sentai dubs as well, like more recent, like No Game, No Life, and Black Bullet. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there are others as well, Sketch. Are there? Uh, high School of the I only Dead, noticed those four. Girls in oh, Panzer. Okay. Uh, they certainly have some stuff you can stream elsewhere. Yeah, the, the, only, uh, the only Sentai dubs that they have exclusively currently are um, Black Bullets, Parasite, <clears throat> and Akamiga Kill. Right. Which, no doubt, annoys somebody. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm one. It of annoyed them too. you. It annoyed yes. you a lot. On that. I uh, mm, see. They're they're starting this thing with Amazon where they add sub channels that you have to subscribe to on top of the ten ninety nine a month or ninety nine dollars a year subscription to Amazon Prime, which does get you free two day shipping. So there's that. But, and other things. Yeah. I guess if you want to stream some of their music or something. Oh, stream too. their music. They have some good dramas, too. 
that I actually enjoy watching. Yeah, there's and a, not anime, not anime. There's worthwhile content on Amazon Prime. Like, uh, I think it's the only place you can stream Batman and Superman currently. The '90s shows. They had the real adventures of Johnny Quest up there for a while, but and, oh, follow like that they have Thundercats. Yeah. Yes, they do. They have the original Thundercats every season. And that's so all available to... on the regular <clears throat> they had to Amazon Prime. Hard Ways with, with Johnny Quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can still get it, but you have to pay for it. It's not free streaming. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> Want to pay a buck ninety nine for an episode of The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest? I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> They they do certainly have some stuff that you can only stream there at the moment. Yeah, they uh, they have a really great show called The Great Passage, which is about people making a dictionary, and it's way more interesting than it sounds. Mm-hmm. Very good character drama. But, but it just stinks how as... there's another thing yeah. that you have to subscribe. Like, if this wasn't included with Prime, I would absolutely have no problem. But the fact that we have to add on another, I believe, total $60 a year, like, uh, come on. This yeah, should Prime. honestly be part of the Prime Project. membership. Why uh, honestly, are you paying $100 for it then, you know? Honestly, Prime is not worth it, to be honest with you. I've I've tried it, and it's just, it's terrible. Other than Thundercats being on there, it's just, <laughs> there's I mean, nothing. It's, it's good if you order a ton of shit, like, all the time. Right, yeah. Constantly streaming things from not other sources, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would not, I really couldn't justify to you paying as much as you'd have to if you don't currently have Amazon anything to get the strike service. I heard right. rumors that at some point they were going to offer, like, just their video streaming on its own which if they did that that would be you know something but i don't believe they currently actually offer that no so currently you could get crunchyroll and funimation for less than it would cost to get anime strike yeah yeah especially if you get that uh vrv which i would if they had a playstation 3 app or you could actually watch it on a browser but you can't so i could only watch it on my phone and that's not super useful (laughs) but otherwise it's a great service because you get both crunchyroll and funimation stuff bundled in there for what was it 10.99 i think yeah and a bunch of other stuff that is honestly normally you could watch it for free (laughs) so that's probably the majority of the good out of that deal some of that stuff might be paywalled now like i want to say frederator things but i could be thinking of the wrong yeah maybe cartoon hangover and some rooster teeth stuff yeah (laughs) and then oh yeah rooster teeth does have a paywall on their new content at least as far as I remember. CISO might be part of it. Uh, CISO has to be separate. You gotta pay two ninety nine a month for that separately. Which I think, uh, if Anime Strike was like two ninety nine a month, I could maybe justify that, but still, due to the lack no, of selection... No, don't give them an out. <laughs> lack of selection, it's, it's just not a good enough deal. To, most to me, this should be included with Prime. I don't think two ninety nine is even worth it either. I'm not going to be getting Strike at all. It, I, it should be included with Prime with how much you have to pay. 
I'm sorry. That's just I, how I feel. I agree. Hmm. I've I've checked out the trial just to watch like one or two of the shows, but yeah, and there's a couple of very entertaining shows on there, so it's and it's yeah, it's just something shit. I'm not willing to comp- compromise, and it sucks because I do want to check out the shows that they get because I loved Cabaneri. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed that show a lot, and that was great to watch. And they even did that on Amazon Prime and week to week. It wasn't yeah. like what you have with Netflix that are that I'm gonna have to wait three months to see Little Witch Academia. You know, they <laughs> actually they actually went you know with the simulcast schedule, which was something people were worried about considering how big of a show Cabaneri was. You know, it's the same people who do an Attack on Titan, kind of look like it, had the same sort of feel. I, it's not similar to an extent, but it's just like I gave I give. Uh, Amazon Prime, a lot of, you know, kudos for them for actually, you know, going week to week. And, like, people were coming back. It was very popular when you see it uh, rated on their service. So now when it's like they know that there is an audience for anime and they created the sub-channel where you have to pay a premium. And I say that $60 a month is a premium when you can get cheaper options for even more of a library. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Right. Mm. Yep. So I think we, I think enough about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get uh, too mad pretty, about that. It's just pretty annoying. So I will say this. I know this doesn't sound very nice, but I rather hope that this entire business model fails for them and they clue themselves in and make all this stuff available to Amazon Prime subscribers in general. They supposedly are not putting the Studio Ghibli TV series behind this paywall which is good if they actually did put it on anime strike (laughs) i believe you can watch that uh some baseball show called battery and and well cabinary at the moment that's about it all right so moving on to some other news yeah well along with the upcoming live action film coming soon and also standalone complex returning to Toonami. They are actually screening the original Ghost in the Shell animated film in the US in theaters for two days only, February seventh and the eighth. Lionsgate and Funimation are partnering to release this. And there is murmurs that it might be a new dub. But hmm. I can't really say for sure. Again, just put allegedly at the yeah. end of everything. Uh, and, and you, it's like, Caboose, that's Caboose allegedly, anime... not allegedly. This yes, is I'm pretty sure that's two yeah. very different words. I, I realize I misspoke, but it's like, Caboose likes anime titties. Allegedly. You know, Paul hates anime. Allegedly. This is allegedly <laughs> a podcast. Exactly. Yes. Just, you know, <laughs> you could just put that word. It's like when you're talking to someone, it's like, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to hurt your feelings. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I wanted to give the uh, total U.S. box office for One Piece film gold, but it seems they are behind on uh, box office mojo, so I don't have that information. Yeah, it usually Boo. updates after, so we'll see what happens. Boo. Yeah, well, long story short, well, it's not Dragon Ball in the summer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but we got another piece of news. We have the whole cast of... Well, pretty much the whole cast of Dragon Ball Super on the Bang Zoom dub or Toonami Asia's dub of Dragon Ball Super. And I'm going to screw up a couple of these names, so just be prepared. 
And please correct me Pronounced if I do it right. Goku. <laughs> not that one. Not Goku. No. Wendy right. Lee. Goku. Okay, so <laughs> all right, so uh, Goku <laughs> is played by Lex Lang. Goten is played by Dana Hayes. Beerus is played by Archie Fletcher. This is where they get interesting. King Kai is played by Michael McConey. McConaughey. Okay. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with Vegeta's voice actor because I have no how, no idea how to. Isn't that Tang? KG Tang? KG Tang. Is it Kaiji? Is that, or is that a... I thought it was yeah. KG Tang. Is it, is it that or Kaiji? I don't know. I feel like it's spelled K A I. Yeah, it's K A I J. I'm just going by a blooper reel I heard with uh, Kill a Kill. Where I was like, "Holy shit!" Is KG Tang when he was uh, charging as the Mohawk guy? Mm. That's that's only thing I'm basing it on. So I trust that more than anything else. Uh, Trunks is played by Haley Lewis. Piccolo is played by Ray Chase. Gohan is played by Chris Hackney. And uh, this is this is just the initial list, by the way. Weez is played by uh, Doug Reutz. Earholtz. I can't. Earholtz. Okay. So that was the initial list we got, and then I got another list earlier this week. And uh, this one a lot of people like, which is uh, Wendy Lee is Bulma. She is from the Dragon Ball uh, Harvest Gold dub. That's uh, when the she Harmony first Gold Harmony Dragon Ball Gold. dub, which has not really seen a light of day for the most part. That one in which Goku is referred to as Zero, I believe, uh, Bulma was voiced by Wendy Lee. Yes. So... There's that. Uh, friend of the podcast, Michelle Ruff, is Chi-Chi, which I find hilarious. Um, Brian uh, Beacock is Krillin. Erica Harlatcher is Videl. And Spike Spencer is Boo. And uh, I'm currently trying to figure out who the ADR director is. And also, if there's any other names, any other characters that you want to know about, please let me know. On my Twitter at Paul Pascrillo, I'll see if I can get their names. But based on that's what I got. From what now. I heard on that clip, I am quite sure that Hercule is voiced by Taylor Henry. They didn't give me that one, but I, I'll, I'll ask him the next time I get an email from him. He so. goes by another be the name, voice of so it might. Who'll be the voice of Bubbles, Paul? That's what I want to know. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that that's that's the whole voice cast that I have so far. Uh, hopefully I'll find up some others as we go along and uh, yeah. Now, unlike you guys, or I don't know if you guys are with me, I kind of wish I could see this along with the Funimation dub. I think that'd be really cool. It would um, be an I interesting can, experience. I can, yeah, I, I can tell you that some of the scenes that Toonami Asia has posted are up on their YouTube page um, still. Are, and you aren't they region them. block though? No, some of them aren't. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's between you and me and the wall in this podcast, which everybody's listening to right now. Um, <laughs> Hello. Hey guys. Uh, so uh, yeah, th- there are some scenes up there that you can watch really no, nothing against nothing against Lex, but that Goku voice. Oh, Oh what? God. Wait, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah. What, the voice what are you he- talking about? It, the, there's a scene up on Toonami Asia where they have Goku I saw talk. it at least once. It, like I saw one little terrible. scene with him. 
What? It was terrible. His voice is so terrible. No, you're being you're being silly right now. No, I'm not being. You silly. can go. You I can go in a corner. Silly. You can go in your own corner. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I, look, I, I would have rather them do this. I would rather them go get the ocean dub voice of Goku than to get who they got. I'm not saying that he's a bad voice actor. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that you're saying that either. But I, what you know, was, I don't see what was anything wrong with that. I think that's very silly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of it either, but it is just one clip, so you really can't judge yeah, that much from that. That is true. That is true. And but, it was and from hopefully... the first episode. You know, generally speaking, actors kind of need a couple episodes to find their groove. Right. So hopefully, I mean, they'll hopefully he'll get better at it. But still, it's just like, I, and I'm not even <laughs> comparing him to the Goku that we have in the Funimation version. You, you know, know, it's I'm interesting. Just... Based on this cast list and the kind of ranges that these actors have, at least the ones that I know of, it seems like they're really trying to sound more like the Japanese voices for the most part. Uh, I would say, right. other than Goku, obviously, they're not trying to make him sound like oh, <laughs> an <Beerus>. old lady. Mira's <laughs> is a is a different, is totally different than the Funimation version. His yeah. is, he's more like a godlike voice. Um, yeah, at least... I, I think that's probably more in line with the Japanese voice. And, like, and, and, King Kai's voice in Japanese is like really low. It's nothing like right. Sean Schemmel's. Personally, I way... prefer the English King Kai, but that's me. Well, I mean, and, and... they both kind of work, but differently. But right, like, I, I, think I think Japanese enjoy... King Kai kind of sounds like George Takei. <laughs> By the way, I would I would have to say like. If you want to hear some of these other voices too, there have been a bunch of promos showing up on YouTube from Toonami Asia, uh, not not on their YouTube, but from viewers out there. So you can see those. Plus, <laughs> we're also getting the French version, which is interesting. Um, I actually whoa, put whoa, a, whoa, 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 French Toonami Asia, uh, or French yeah, Toonami no. Super. There's French a Toonami France. Yeah, Toonami France in France. Okay. France. Okay. So and the 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 promo is actually up on our our uh, Twitter page on Tsunami News. You can see it. It's actually it's interesting to hear it in another language because it's just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and I and I from what I can tell, it doesn't look like some kind of fake version. So I mean, I'm yeah, That's you know it, it 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 looks the real deal. So I mean, unless some some somebody's coming up with uh these graphics somewhere out of their ass like caboose does for ours like i, <clears throat> I don't know it was caboose think... all along yeah it was caboose all along <laughs> i didn't know you i didn't know you could do french oui. <laughs> so yeah caboose is worldly titties have no language yeah um yes they do what <laughs> they go yes. so so anyways um We've come to that point of the night where, oh god, where uh, <laughs> we rattle off a whole bunch of numbers. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. So the ratings, another week of mixed bag numbers. Some other, some pluses that I like. Some other things that I sit there and I'm still scratching my head why it happens, but uh, yeah, read the number sketch. Okay. Well, do you want me to start with the 8 o'clock hour? Sure. All right. So All in times the... and ratings Eastern, remember? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Please do, please do tell the people of, of do, what, uh, Samurai they, Jack got. They do air at uh, 7 p.m. Central, for the record. <laughs> so, yes. 8 p.m. Eastern. Dragon Ball Super's 8 p.m. premiere. Total mm-hmm. viewership, 1,010,000. Pretty good. good. Solid. Uh, estimated... 18 to 49 to be 462,000. Also very good. Yes. For that time slot. <laughs> Crazy good. Yes. Samurai Jack, starting from the beginning, reran after Dragon Ball Super at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Total viewers was 768,000, which honestly is not terrible for 8.30 on Adult Swim. I mean, it's not super good. Hardy har. <laughs> and the 18 to 49 viewership of that would have been roughly uh, 319,460. I think I did that math right. <laughs> they don't uh it's it's weird how we have this chart where some sometimes we have just the point rating and sometimes we have the actual number. So, right. it, it is what it is. So, pretty solid there. It's still kind of average to below average for that time on Adult Swim, but I think they'll give it a little leeway. They actually started promoting that time slot on AdultSwim.com saying, rewatch Samurai Jack from the beginning at 8.30. Which so, is good. Good on them. I like to see that. So, on to Toonami. Dragon Ball Super at 11.30. 1,236,000 total viewers. 744,849. Dragon Ball Z Kai The Final Chapters, 1,210,000 viewers, 736,849. Great retention there. That's what I like to see. If there's two Dragon Ball series back to back, that's what I want to see. Exactly. So even though Super did a little bit less than last time, uh, Kai Final Chapters is up some, and that is good to see. Yes, it is. Following that, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure at 12.30 got 915,000 total viewers and 563,018.49. Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn at 1 a.m. got 819,000 viewers and 489,018 49 Hunter Hunter at 1.30 got 685,000 viewers and 410,000 viewers were 18 to 49. Naruto Shippuden at 2 a.m. got 654,000 viewers and 406,000 of those were 18 to 49. 2.30 One Piece got 584,000 viewers and 384,000 were 18 to 49, which is a good ratio. And at 3 a.m., One Punch Man slightly ticks up to 614,000 viewers, and 417,000 were 18 to 49. So I would say overall, most things are up. Super is a little down in both slots. By the way, again, fuck that last episode of King King of the Hill. (laughs) Oh my god. Sounds like a good day for Tsunami. But on that, I must leave you gentlemen. It was I'll wonderful see you later, talking CJ. with you as much as I could. Sound like a great Tater, day for Tater. Tsunami. Keep Tater. watching. Caboose, I love you for tweeting the thing you tweeted at me. 
Mm-hmm. Peace, y'all. Have a good one. So, every time you do that thing, you tweet. So, yep. it's kind of the basis here. Family Guy, at its best, got 1.4 million. So, the fact that Super and Kai both got 1.2 million, good. Great. Yes. No complaints there. Nope. I imagine once we get past uh, football finals, we'll see some uptick, hopefully. Yeah, I think we will, we will see that definitely go up. Um, I would say probably um, Super will definitely go up. DBZ Kai should go up. Uh, I would love for JoJo to go up. Even though it kind of did the exact same it did last week, right? Yeah. It, I want to say. It did. So I suppose technically it did a little worse because it didn't hold DBZ as well, but... I think considering where DBZ is, that's not bad at all. No, not at all. And, I, you know, I mean, that retention right there is exactly what we really want to see because I think both of us are kind of worried that DBZ Kai, the final chapters, will kind of be, like, on the wayside at some point. But if it's doing this now and it continues to do this over the next few weeks, that's going to be a good thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I'm hoping, I'm, I'm really hoping that it continues like that because that's exactly what we want to see. And then it's definitely worth it that they had both versions of Dragon Ball on there. So regardless if Super's on there or not, obviously. <laughs> obviously you would want Super on there. So. Mm. Super, super, super. So nice uptick for Gundam over last week. It's much, much improved. It can yeah, round but you know. I would like to see those a little bit higher, you know? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, with Gundam real quick, it's been out there already, you know? Like, this is this is, this is is not any surprise here. I mean, it's been out for, what was it, it was six months or was it a year that the that Gundam Unicorn was out on Crunchyroll dubbed? Six months. I think it was at least six months. So, I mean, people have already seen this already. So it, there's no surprise that, okay... It's not doing a million people. You know, obviously people are tuning in to see certain shows. And if they've already seen it on Crunchyroll, why would you watch it again on Tsunami? Makes sense. You know, it's just one of those things that, I, that I'm going to continue to reiterate is that if a show's been out there for a while already, whether it be streaming or on broadcast TV, like it should be lower in the block. Seriously. You know? Well, that may be true, but I don't think the I don't think the difference between JoJo and Gundam is bad. No, no, I don't think that it's bad, but I also think that the difference going from DBZ Kai the final chapters to JoJo could be a little bit better. You know, I think that could have been a lot better. I don't know what's going on there. I think people are kind of. I don't want to say this to you, Sketch, because I know how much you love the show, but I think there are some people that are turned off by it. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm not trying to... I mean, Joseph to dressed show, up in but... drag like straight out of Looney Tunes this week, so... You, right. You know. Hot dog. <laughs> so, you but know. By, by the way, Ben Diskin absolutely killed in that moment. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> Uh, so, good casting. But yeah, you know, I 
as long as we continue these ratings, it's going to be good. I don't, I don't, because Adult Swim has gone down in ratings, you really can't hate where they are, honestly, because oh, of... Oh, boy, have they. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. I was looking at the, like, the prime time. I mean, Family Guy doesn't regularly break two million anymore. It can on oh, no. occasion, but it's, it's uh, pretty unusual, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's gotten pretty low all around. Uh, I mean, if you looked, <laughs> if you compared uh, tsunami to like what tsunami has here to like what they're getting on Sunday and some other weekdays, it looks really good in comparison. I don't, I don't know what happened. They used to be able to get like. A million viewers for those random Aqua Teen Hunger Force reruns, and not so much anymore. So things are kind of, eh, it's it's hard to say, but uh, I think I think Toonami's in a very good place currently. It could certainly do better, I agree. and I hope that it does. It seems like this time it's an adjustment period, not a hit it out of the park kind of situation. So I agree. We'll continue to monitor it, and things look pretty good. Ooh. All right. So I think that's it for this week. Let's get with the house cleaning, so to speak. Uh, by the way, you can uh, follow CJ on Twitter at CJ Maffris. Uh, CJ being spelled S-E-A and then J, J-A-Y, and then his last name, which is M. A-F-F-I-S. Correct me if I'm wrong on that sketch. I think that's right, though. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, you can follow him there on Twitter. Um, but uh, the one thing that you definitely want to do is email us. It's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, please let us know if you guys, if there's somebody that you want us to interview this year. Uh, I'm starting to look into interviewing certain guests. So if there's somebody that you want us to interview, please let us know. Uh, again, that email is podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast if you don't already. And like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, you can tumble with us on Tumblr as well. That's uh, Tsunami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. Uh, but if you want to listen to us and you don't want to go to those websites, you can, or our social media sites, I should say. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Please do subscribe to us there as well as uh, follow us there if you can. Uh, and also rate us too, by the way, because that goes a long way as well. And uh, along with that, you can follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Podcast to all of our new followers, which we're at 507 of, as of this podcast. Um please, please do follow us there because we want to get higher and higher on there. But uh, yeah, soundcloud.com slash podcast. You can also download the podcast there. And as I've alluded to before, there is a SoundCloud app that you can download. I believe it's for every device out there. So uh, please do do that. And uh, that way, you know, you can listen to the podcast. So, And of course, if you missed any episode, podcast.tsunamifaithful.com to get to all of those including our exclusives as well so yeah so uh caboose where can they find you sir internet um <laughs> now they can find me at uh, caboose jr on the twitters the youtubes the tumblers the ask.fms 
That's basically it. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to plug. <laughs> and Duelist, where can they find you? My live streams uh, suck. Oh. Duelist, where can they find you, sir? <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter at HeartOfSword75 or search Duelist. <clears throat> Check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash DuelistG. When I find the time, I upload a lot of Toonami music and rare promos when I get my hands on them. You can ask me a question on ask.fm slash HeartOfSword75, but nobody seems to do that. That's pretty much it. Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, Sketch at ToonamiFaithful.com or Podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Paul Buscrillo. Uh Also, you can tweet me there, by the way, if you want to, uh, you know, get people, tell me who you want to interview and whatever. You can tweet me there. Um, you can also uh, email me. It's paulbuscrillo at tsunamifaithful.com. You can email me there. Uh, you can also ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash paulbuscrillo. And you can also listen to me on another podcast. It's called Two Strangers, One Podcast. Uh, so you can find that on iTunes and Stitcher as well, and on SoundCloud as well. Just search for Two Strangers, One Podcast. Uh, one other thing that I forgot to mention, um, Patreon, we have one of those. Uh, we will be updating that a little bit. So hopefully you guys will uh, contribute to it this year because the more money we get, the more cons we can do and the more things that we can do for you guys. So, yeah. So that's it for this week's Toonami Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, we do this for you, so please continue to listen, and please share this podcast, because, well, the more followers you get, the better this podcast will be. So, thank you guys for listening. Peace. We're out. Toodles. <laughs> oh and Caboose is off the podcast. Naughty Pop Time. Back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have a friend of the podcast, previous host, Jose Argumento. Hey everyone. It's been a while, Jose. How you been? It's been a it's been a long time, yeah. Um I've been good. Been very, very busy, and as you can imagine, this year has been quite a heck of a year, and we're actually, I think, gonna discuss uh, a little bit of, of what happened at the end of this year, and then what what we're going to probably see uh, going forward into the next year. That would be about the recent AT and T buyout of Warner Brothers.
series. The the merger, yes. The uh, AT&T Time Warner merger that is happening. Um, so to give everyone a quick summary, for those of you that don't know, the, the parent company of Toonami, uh, or rather Adult Swim, is uh, Turner. And we are a part of another company called Time Warner. Um, and when I say we, I mean Turner, because I also work for Turner, for those of you that don't know. I work at CNN. So Toonami is a Time Warner property. Um, Time Warner is re has recently been bought out, uh, has recently been uh, acquired, rather, by AT&T, uh, or Ma Bell, as it might be known to some of you. <laughs> and uh, there is going to be some changes in our, in our entertainment industry, and uh, I think we're here specifically to talk about uh, tsunami. What what that means for tsunami. What that means for you, the consumer. What that means uh, for for the rest of us at Time Warner. What is what are we gonna see in the next year? And I think that it, I think it's personally kind of interesting and and kind of cool to to watch the process. But um, so but this segment might be dry to some of you, and I apologize for that. There's a lot of business and um, political jargon that's probably gonna be thrown around. This is actually true. The, the, the first day I started at Time Warner, and, and for those of you, again, that don't know, I work at CNN. Uh, the first day I started at CNN, Time Warner had just finished, like that day, spinning off Time Magazine and its various publications as a separate company. So Time Warner was now made up of Warner Brothers, the, the movie studio that we all know and love, Turner Broadcasting, which is the uh, cable empire, if you will, that owns CNN, Cartoon Network, TNT, uh, TBS, True TV, and of course Adult Swim, which is where Toonami currently airs, um, along with a couple of other things. I'm sure I've missed stuff. Um, and HBO, which is another dominant cable premium empire <laughs> of its own. Um, once that spinoff was completed, Time Warner was basically a very focused media company. What we did was create content, create video content. That is our big focus. And I think like not even a month later, I want to say this was in the same month. Uh, this was like right when we started 20th century or 21st century Fox, uh, which is owned by the Murdoch family, made a bid for our company. And we made that, that bid went public and we rejected that bid, I believe, more than once. It wasn't just like, I heard you know, about that because yeah. they would have had to spin off CNN if, if they CNN, didn't do that. Yeah, that would have not been very nice. I'm like, I just joined Time Warner and already a separate company. <laughs> uh, and basically, what happened was eight, uh, Time Warner uh, rejected the bid. Our, our, our CEO, Jeff Bukes, rejected the bid. And he basically, he, he, I think he said this, uh, that he didn't think it was a good fit. And, you know, and I think he had a, he had a mindset of like, well, our, our corporate cultures are very different. And that would have been considered a, a, a horizontal merger. Basically, I, if I'm, I hope I'm saying this correctly, but basically like it would have been taking competitor out of the market because, right. you know, 20th Century Fox and, and Warner Brothers are two movie studios that compete with each other, but now they would be essentially one studio. You know, uh, TBS and TNT compete with the FX networks, but essentially now they would be one studio. 
CW technically competes with the Fox network on broadcast, but they would now not really be competing with each other. So that would that would kind of take away some of the competition because they would all be playing for the same team. And th- there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Turner itself is a Time Warner acquisition from the 90s. But in this case, it just didn't... I, I think that ever, the, the management involved, Buke specifically, was very much like the corporate culture is not the same. Like, we don't... Time Warner's not run the same way as Disney, where I used to work. Disney is not run the same way as Fox's. You know, Paramount's run a very... Or Viacom, rather, is run a very different way than everyone else. And, you know, does it make sense to, to change that culture when it's working so well for you? And, you know, and he felt, in his opinion, that, that it wasn't. Yeah, that would have been interesting, because look at all the Fox stuff that's on Adult Swim, right? That yeah. would all become first-party content. Um, and Well, technically, I believe it is, because Fox is, uh, at least on Family Guy and American Dad, American Dad we produce over at TBS, like right. we order that show, and Adult Swim along with Fox actually make a partnership. It's not just a... Uh, oh. it's not just like, a, oh, we, we syndicate the show or we picked up the cable rights. Like, because Adult Swim was kind of instrumental in bringing that show back, it's, it's, um, they, they have more of a partnership. I don't know the exact thing about that. It's, it's more of a huh. partnership on that show. But, you know, Bob's Burgers, that would definitely apply, where we just have the cable rights to that. At the minimum, you would have the possibility to have The Simpsons lumped in with Yes. All that other stuff. And you know, honestly, and, that would be bad news for Toonami. <laughs> and, you know, people pe- people were speculating, like, a lot of a lot of the geek culture was speculating, like, oh, the X-Men are going to be with the with Batman and Superman, you know, because Fox has the X-Men franchise. Uh, yeah. um, which, you know, is not going to happen. And, I mean, it could have happened. I guess there's nothing stopping the two studios from doing that, but... Had this merger gone through, but I don't think that would have been a very good idea, frankly. I think Marvel would have put the foot down on that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Marvel would have had a say. They would probably have been like, "That's not okay." <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I, I and you know, my personal opinion at the time was, well, I I just joined Time Warner and I I want to work for Time Warner. I don't want to work for Fox and or you know. <laughs> And or, or, you know, I probably wouldn't even get that opportunity because CNN would have been spun off. They were afraid of antitrust uh, regulations because they also have Fox News, which is our rival. And they thought that that would probably come up in in regulation hearings. And so basically we once they once they bid on us, our stock went up a lot and we. We showed the the industry that our company is far more valuable independent than it is being merged with 21st Century Fox. And eventually Fox, because of that bid, actually ended up losing a lot of value and dropped the bid. Once they dropped the bid, uh, and, and I don't have too many, I, I have a lot of sources, I just don't have a lot of like, I wasn't in on the meetings. So I'll just say that. No first, uh, but there, first party account. No first party accounts, but basically what what happened was a lot a lot of companies were looking at Time Warner to to purchase it. There were a lot of companies that we heard about. You know, there was there was uh, Apple. There was uh, which is a big one I heard a lot. Like Apple was going to purchase AT and T or sorry, uh, purchase Time Warner. Um, you know that uh, Amazon was looking at us. That 
a lot of different companies were, were taking, you know, kicking the tires and, and sending us bids. And, you know, AT&T was one of them. And I heard Google and a couple of other companies. Um, so that made us very valuable. And it, it also made, I think, our shareholders kind of impatient because what they wanted to do uh, was actually start spending off certain parts of the company and make us even smaller so that they could make short-term gains. Again, this is what from what I've heard. Hmm. Um, what The big thing that they were talking about, and I'm so glad this didn't happen, uh, and we'll get to my personal opinion, I think, a little later, but um, they, were, they were talking heavily about spending off HBO and making that independent and maybe selling it to, say, Apple or whoever. You know, Jeff said, no, we have a lot of strong... We, we have a lot of strong brands here at Time Warner. Um, and they're better off if they work together. You know, if, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, and I think the the best example of that that I can think of off the top of my head um, is Teen Titans Go. Like, that is a huge success for Cartoon Network. And that's a Warner Brothers property that we're working together, the, the two different divisions, Turner and, and Warner Brothers, are working together to create. And uh, and and put on a platform that really reaches a lot of people, you know. And uh, you know, same thing. You know, Adventure Time and, and Steven Universe and all those shows they get distributed through Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment is the biggest distributor of home video, I believe, in the world. They engulf even Disney. They have more of the market share than anybody. So we have some really strong brands, and I and I think Bukes was right that our brands are better when they work together, you know. Um, and so he was very much against spinning any part of the company off. That that it didn't make sense. And this and this is the same CEO who spun off various parts of the company earlier on. Like he was the one who made us smaller in the first place. He spun off AOL. He spun off Time Warner Cable. He spun off uh, Time Magazine, and just kept us very you know, kept us a media company that's very focused. That only really, he's, he also spun off Warner Music Group. <laughs> Warner Music Group is no longer with us. They haven't been with us, I think, since a while. Uh, I want to say 2005. They haven't been with us. Hmm. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. So that happened, and we... Uh, so we've, we've been hearing bids, and then finally, uh, late October, they, the AT&T came with a, a bid that was very, um, that the shareholders liked, that we were very happy with. Uh, and I say, when I say we, I mean the management, um, that they were very happy with. And uh, there are still a lot of things, I think, that... That we are that we still have to overcome and, and see which parts of the company do what now and it's still very new and we're still under regulation and still under regulatory review but you know I'm I th I think you know w if this merger goes through you're going to see a lot of changes in the industry yeah I can um, see a lot of change happening yeah so that brings us to today. Um, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, the first uh, Senate Judiciary uh, subcommittee happened, like, I think only a couple of weeks ago. And I haven't watched the whole thing. It's it's up on, I'm sure it's up on C-SPAN. Um, I haven't watched the whole thing. I have it, but it just it's two and a half hours. Um, and 
they the, the the first meeting seemed to go pretty well. Like it seemed to go pretty well for the merger, and I think that's because we already have a precedent in NBC Comcast, NBC Universal Comcast merger. Um, it's because about un- a company that's like <laughs> getting crazy big. Yeah, that's Comcast is a crazy big company, but uh, I think the thing that you know when you think about the way they market their content. NBC Universal, all of their content is available at market price, and none of it is exclusive to Comcast platforms. Um, you know, you don't need to be a Comcast subscriber to uh, to watch Mr. Robot. You know, that would be ridiculous. That would destroy the value of that show. Um, and I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, HBO is going to go exclusive to AT&T platforms." No, that would destroy the value of HBO. Um, HBO now just launched, and uh, this year. And has been a huge success for for HBO. If they were to go exclusive to an AT and T platform, that would destroy the value of that whole brand. I think. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's. I, I think there's already since there's already precedent, there is um. There's you know a roadmap basically. The big addition that AT and T has that Comcast does not is mobile. Um, AT&T is the number two mobile carrier in the world behind Verizon, I believe. And, or sorry, not the world, in the U.S. In the U.S., I apologize. Um, behind Verizon. And they have a lot of people on their network, you know? A lot of, pe- a lot of iPhones, a lot of Android devices on, on the AT&T network. And that gives us, uh, that gives the advantage to Time Warner. Uh, you know, I think that we can get that we can innovate much quicker and be able to get content onto those platforms even faster than we do now. Um, but again, this is all kind of speculative. Uh, there are there are roadblocks, and you know maybe in a year this conversation will be completely pointless. Um, our president-elect on the campaign trail, uh, Donald Trump, did say that he was going to uh, he opposed the merger, and ultimately it's not his decision to make. It's it's the regulatory committees and it's the FCC that have to make that decision. Um, and I won't say they don't have an uphill battle, battle because if the president-elect, the president-elect definitely has some influence on that. Um, and he will be president by the time this is approved. Um, so he, uh, he, has, he said he's against the merger and he has also said that he would like to split up uh, NBC Universal Comcast, which I don't think he can do. Um, I, I don't think he could ever even be involved with that kind of discussion since he there's already a conflict of interest. He's still an executive producer on The Apprentice, which is an NBC show. So I don't I don't think any regulatory committee would ever let him like be on that, you know, like weigh in on that at all. I I, I don't know. Um, but this is a very unconventional president, presidential elect. We'll see how he is as president. Where does that, I guess, I guess that brings us to where does that take Toonami? And uh, right now, I I don't think, I think for the next year, it's business as usual. Um, DirecTV now just launched. So you'll probably see more platforms like that starting to emerge. Hulu says they're going to have one coming out early next year, YouTube says, uh, sorry, Google says YouTube is going to have a similar product. So you probably see a lot more of those uh, over the top 
services where you just use your own device instead of getting a cable subscription or a satellite subscription. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't think anything changes for Toonami currently. And I don't think, and I'll be frank, I don't think AT&T is going to really mess with uh, what Time Warner's doing. I think they're going to let Time Warner be, similar to the way that Comcast just kind of lets NBC Universal do its thing. They don't really meddle with them. They give them the financial support that they need, of course, but they don't, they're not really meddling too much in, in their business. And this is, this is going to be an interesting year. Uh, we, we do have a very interesting president-elect going into office. Uh, and, and just this year, this year was very interesting, not only because of the politics of it, but we also had a lot of mergers. Uh, we had DreamWorks Animation being bought by NBC Universal, so they are now joining Comcast. Uh, we had the the license, or it's not, not even the license owner, the owners. Uh, they're on the production committee of Ghost in the Shell, Stars Entertainment, merge with Lionsgate. So I think you're going to see a lot more of these mergers where they're just they're going to try to become bigger and bigger because they now have to compete with likes of uh, Google and Facebook and these really, really large companies. The only ones that can really uh, say that they have the, the same kind of scale is Disney. And now with AT&T in our corner, we can also say we, we have that scale. Hmm. Now, I've always kind of been given the impression, at least in recent years, that, that the way that things kind of work at Time Warner is, you know, they, they support all of their brands, but they kind of let them fend for themselves and they don't, they don't do stuff like, say, make it really affordable for a show from Warner Brothers to end up on a Turner network. Um, so the the kind of the deal behind that is that you know similar to the it, it depends. I think it depends on the show, um, but th sometimes it's a, it's a matter of well we we have to play ball if we we can't just give preference to our own networks sometimes. Right. With the, they they have to, you know because if the same thing happened with the Simpsons when it went to FX, you know, which is a Fox owned channel. It's a Fox show. And they said, look, like the people deserve their fee for whatever it is to, to, you know, make this happen. And if that FXX network has that money, they should pay the people who need to get paid that license because it's, you know, it's a technically a separate division. It's 20th century television, not not the FX networks. So my question for you is, uh, do you see the structure of management changing in a way that would be more synergy? I, I don't I don't think so. Uh, from from the AT and T merger, I don't think that will have anything to do with our, our synergy. I think that uh, Bukes has really been positioning the companies uh, to to collaborate more, and and John Martin, the Turner CEO. Uh, has really turned around some of the networks in, like, in a, just a few years. I mean, the one I think the one big success story that I look at is is True TV. And, you know, True TV, I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of wrote it off. I, I didn't see much value in that network. Uh, but you look at it now, and it's got shows like Adam Ruins Everything and, and Hack My Life and all these shows that are doing extremely well with new audiences. And people are talking about them that, you know, Warner Brothers and 
and you know, I'm sure some of the other Turner divisions are going to look at that network as a more valuable platform now. Um, or, you know, th this past year, one of the biggest successes on HBO that wasn't Game of Thrones was Westworld. And that's a Warner Brothers show. So I think you'll see more collaborations like that continuing forward. Um, because, we, you know, we've always had collaborations uh, throughout the company. Um, but, you know, they have to make sense for all parties involved. Hmm. And it, there, I can't go into every single deal because simply I'm not there. Um, you know, we, CNN, we work with HBO all the time, but at the same time, it's, they have a very different environment and sometimes it doesn't, doesn't work with what we need to do and doesn't work with what they need to do. So we don't always work together, but we often do on a lot of stuff. In fact, I would say out of the, the two, the networks that collaborate the most often, um, it's CNN and HBO. Like we collaborate with each other a lot on documentaries. And on, uh, on, on the Vice TV show, uh, a lot of our CNN uh, uh, correspondents and anchors and reporters are, are typically consultants on that show. Uh, Fareed Zakaria is a, a consultant on, on the Vice show. So I think you'll see more collaborations like that. In terms of Toonami stuff, I know what you're asking is like, can we see more Warner Brothers shows? And it's like, well, Toonami doesn't have I don't think they have the, the budget to really go after, say, a, a mature Warner Brothers title, because those do cost a lot. I mean, they're, they're airing on HBO right now, a lot of them, and HBO is not being cheap with those. They're, they're purchasing them for market price. Which they can and, do and because of, they're HBO. Which they can do because they're HBO, and of course they also have a long-standing deal with Warner Brothers, Universal Studios, and... Uh, one of the studio, I'm forgetting. Fox uh, is their is their current is their current lineup, as long along with a couple of others like Summit, and they get first look and first run on everything from those specific studios I just named. Yeah. Uh, so they paid market price for those, and it's uh, you know, and it's and it's a good thing that that they that they we have those Warner titles on HBO. I mean, you know. I know a lot of people are not big fans of Batman v Superman, but that movie did extremely well on HBO a couple of weeks ago. Like I it premiered that. to premiered to two million people. That is insane. And that was like and Thanksgiving weekend. I think that was like Thanksgiving weekend, and it was college football night. And other than college football, nothing beat it, which is pretty amazing for a movie that people really don't seem to like. Well, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase that because I know I'm going to get in trouble for that. Critics don't seem to like. <laughs> My personal opinion on the movie, I like the ultimate cut. I'm, I've been very upfront about that. I think HBO is airing the wrong cut of that movie. They should air the ultimate version. Yeah, I mean, why not? Probably because they want to keep it exclusive to home video for a while. I'm, I'm assuming that's the case. Oh, I actually don't know. That does make sense. I actually don't know the answer to that. That be, you know, but... Um, I, I, if this is going to make it easier for Toonami, I don't, I don't think so because I think Toonami, the path they're carving out right now is they're definitely getting into originals. Like we're, st we're seeing that with Fooly Cooly and we're seeing that with, uh, Samurai Jack and the Momoto Ushii, uh, project that's coming about. And I, I think, I don't think those are going to be super common, but I think you're going to see a couple more of those projects. 
I think I think instead of trying to go for those Warner titles or, or for those DC superheroes, which are great, but they are available very widely on other platforms, why not try to make your own stuff and make the block unique, you know? That's a fair point. So I think you'll see stuff like... Um, I think you'll see more stuff like Samurai Jack and whether they do it with their own studios like at Cartoon Network Studios or go out to Production IG and maybe collaborate with them one more time or, or collaborate with Bones like they did on Space Dandy. I think you'll see more of that stuff. Um, and of course, but you know, the big majority of Toonami's lineup will be acquisitions. Um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Uh, and that's a good thing. I think that acquisitions for Toonami, which typically tend to be anime, uh, is great because it exposes all that stuff to a, to a different audience that is not on Country Roll, that is not on, uh, you know, is not up with the anime stuff. They're they're just people who stick around after Family Guy, or yeah, yep. just really like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, and there'll be plenty of Dragon Ball to go around. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of Dragon Ball to go around. Really excited about that. Um, but the uh, I guess the last the last thing I would like to say that is a little fun fact. Uh, were this if this deal goes through, technically Crunchyroll and Toonami will be playing for the same team now. Interesting. So for those of you that don't know how Crunchyroll is set up, Crunchyroll is uh, 20% TV Tokyo and then 80% Otter Media. Otter Media is uh, a 50-50 joint venture between AT&T and the Chernin Group. So if AT&T ends up scooping us up, if the, if the regulations, you know, we go through all the antitrust uh, hearings and go through all the subcommittees and the FCC hearings and all that stuff, we get approved. AT&T will officially have the two big names in anime, you know, Toonami and Crunchyroll. Dang, Skippy. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. And, you know, uh, that being said, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Crunchyroll and Toonami are anywhere near opposed working to each other, even were this deal not to go through. I mean, we're, we've already seen it with Shelter airing a couple of, uh, last week, I believe. It hasn't aired yet. Oh, it hasn't aired yet. Yeah, it uh, it airs on the thirty first. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, sorry, I thought it aired already. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a Crunchyroll production. Um, I didn't know it didn't air. I thought it aired. No, <laughs> Cool. I could still watch it because I haven't seen it yet, and I've actually been waiting to watch it on Toonami. Oh, neat. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, I was hoping that Jason would comment anything about that but i couldn't get him to confirm whether or not he went directly to uh the artist porter robinson or if if they worked out a deal with crunchyroll it seems like more of a thing that he would do with crunchyroll i would th i would think that well okay i've i've spoken to some folks at crunchyroll and no nobody who would make the decision let me be clear nobody who would make the decision but they all couldn't see why you know some of the shows that they had license to couldn't be on tsunami like why why not? It, expo it 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 exposes them to a different audience. Like the audience that watches Crunchyroll is not necessarily the same audience that watches Toonami. So, you know, it, it makes sense. And and they buy ads on Toonami. Like they do. So they can't hate them that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, very wisely. I used to see uh, Mob Psycho ads during One Punch Man. Yeah, like 
Crunchyroll's not 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 dumb. They they know that Toonami is an, an asset to be used and valued. You know. Um. So. Uh. Obviously, their 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 main priority is to get people to come onto their platform, but that doesn't mean that yeah. they can use another platform to advertise their own More platform. More than ever now, their focus is subtitled anime. Yeah. Simulcasts. And now with Funimation titles. taking care of uh, dubbing. doing pretty much everything on the dub side. I do wonder how Verve is going to work. Like, I have it, and it's wonderful. Um, it's great, because all I wanted is Funimation and Crunchyroll under one subscription. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect! It's perfect! So, I love Verve. Uh, I just want an Apple TV app already. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, that would be really nice. So, if you're listening... Uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation and anyone else at Verb, uh, please uh, Apple TV app. <laughs> but I, I think that, that kind of covers everything for the most part. I'm sorry this was so dry, but uh, I, I did want to get into my own personal opinion on the merger. Um, as, a, as a Time Warner employee, as someone who's just a simpleton, just one of the grunters, grunt, grunt people just who just works. works and Just a cog in the works. I don't really have a say in anything. I'm actually really I'm pretty optimistic about the deal. There are there are things I do have concerns about, um, and I'll and I'll talk about them here in a minute. But I I want to get the positive stuff out of the way first. For the past two years, uh, you know, while I while I've basically been working with Time Warner, our company was very much question mark. <laughs> like, was Fox gonna buy us? Was someone else gonna buy us? Were the shareholders gonna get impatient and spin off HBO and? or maybe start spinning off some of the Turner networks, and that, that was freaking me out for a long time. The thing that makes me really happy about this AT&T deal is that Time Warner stays together. It stays the way it is. And I think that's really important. I think that if you were to take out... I think if you took out any of the, the three pillars at Time Warner, you would, you would weaken the brand. You would weaken all the brands. And I think that... Us being this very concentrated video making company, this content delivery company, has has yielded great results for us. We've seen some of our best years uh, in 2015 and 2016. You know, <laughs> that being said, Warner Brothers jumped back, bounced back from a pretty rough 2015, but like they bounced back hard this year. They bounced back really hard, like. And even in, you know, I say that they had a rough 2015, but they still made over a billion dollars in 2015 at the box office. So, yeah, Warner Brothers killing it this year, and Turner killing it these past two years. Um, HBO, you know, making breaking records like seemingly every year at the Emmys. So, yeah, the. Time Warner is a very strong company right now because of the way we, we work, and I don't think AT&T is really going to mess with that. I think that they know what they have, and they're not going to ruin it. And I guess I, I can get into my, ne my I guess, the concerns. Um, my big concern is I personally like net neutrality. Um, I do not want this to become an excuse to... to make us less competitive. I think that nets should be neutral. Like there should no there should not be uh, a, pri a prioritization of content. Um, 
you know, Netflix should pay the exact same thing that we should pay, that Disney should pay, that everyone should pay to get their stuff online. And it should be delivered at basically the same speeds. Um, and I do think that CNN uh, should maintain its journalistic uh, integrity and independence, as we have under Time Warner. We've we've said some, you know, we've said some uh, not nice stuff at Warner about Warner Brothers properties. Like if you take a look down, if you take a look at some of our movie reviews for Warner Brothers movies, like you'll see that some of them are not very positive on the DC stuff. Um, and that should be able to continue when we're covering something serious, like say net neutrality. Uh, we should be able to have our journalistic independence be able to cover AT&T uh, like we did before, like we always do. Um, you know, the way that Comcast is covered by NBC News, like NBC News still covers Comcast activities. We should continue to have that journalistic independence to be able to to report on stories, whether they're positive or maybe not the most flattering things in the world. Um, but those are those are main, main two concerns. And and Randall Stevenson, who's the uh, CEO of AT and T, has said publicly many times that CNN would maintain its journalistic independence and that they would they would not interfere with, with what CNN does. And that's a very important thing. Um, as for Toonami, which was what we should talk about, not so much CNN, as for Toonami, I, I don't think a lot is going to change for them. I think that they're going to continue being the strong brand that they are and continue being a force in the industry. Um, I think it'll be interesting now that Crunchyroll is, is and them are, are basically playing for the same team. Uh, that'll be kind of interesting to to see how that go, see how that works. Um, uh, I'd be very interested to see if uh, if Toonami would be willing to let some of their uh, cross promotional items go onto Crunchyroll's platform and Crunchyroll's platform come to Toonami. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see that. I don't. I don't think the the. I don't think anything's going to change. We're like Yuri on Ice. It's coming to Tsunami, guys. Like I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, in fact, I'm positive that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, but it would be interesting to say like, uh, Tsunami allows the, the Oshi, miniseries to be put on Crunchyroll, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Or you know, Fuli Kuli too. Or Samurai Jack, or anything like that. Like, I mean, it would be. I think it would be difficult because we already have a, a streaming deal with Hulu. Right. Uh, so, uh, and we own ten percent of that company. When, so I don't think anything's going to change for Hulu. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a very interesting. It's going to be an interesting time. It's going to be a very interesting thing. Like we're already hearing rumors about Disney buying Netflix. Uh, which I don't think they're going to do because they own like 25% of Hulu. Um, you know, and I think Netflix really desperately wants to continue being independent. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a very interesting time. I mean, Vi uh, Viacom really wants to merge back with the CBS Corporation. Uh, for those of you that don't, 
I, I have no idea how that corporation works because technically National Amusements owns CBS Corporation and Viacom, but Viacom used to own CBS and like then they spun it off and now CBS Corp is its own thing. And now they want now Viacom wants to buy them back and uh, it's so confusing. It's really this stuff is confusing. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds like it. But um, I hope I hope this puts maybe I hope this answers maybe some questions that maybe people had about the merger or if anybody was curious about what they'll see in the next year. I, I really don't think anything will change. I really don't think that um, if the merger goes through with with all the regulations and the red tape that it pa- has to pass through, if it goes through, I really don't think you'll see much of a difference at Tsunami. I think that Jason and crew. Just it's going to be business as usual, as it should be. Hmm. Adult Swim very much operates in a bit of a bubble. Like it's very much they're in their own separate building, away from all the other networks. They kind of just do their own thing. They have remodeled lately. I, I, I was at William Street the other day, and I'm like, oh, this place is different. And also, all the tapes are gone. Crap. So, Not the tapes. I know. I'm hoping they would just move them all to Techwood, but I haven't. I haven't had the courage to ask anybody. <laughs> I, I think they're all gone, which sucks. But whatever. Hey Jesse, you got any of them tapes? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you laugh, but like we. So um, for those of you that maybe don't know, I also work on discotheque releases, and we went to Adult Swim to get those. Lupon tapes for those of you that don't know Lupon's coming out January 10th and we got the Adult Swim promos on that and that's because I went to their personal tape library and found those tapes um, and now they're gone they're not in the same room anymore at the very least so I hope they have been digitized and not destroyed because <laughs> that would be wonderful but um, yeah that's uh, that's 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 an addendum that is totally. I should I should probably ask someone about that. I'll ask about that next year. Everybody's on vacation right now, <laughs> including me. I'm going on vacation in a couple of days, and I just got back from vacation. <laughs> I'm horrible. You got a vacation after your vacation. Well, sometimes you need a vacation after a vacation. Yeah, I well, so I I was in Tokyo and like I just got back, but. I, I also am going home to be with my family on Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had to come back. It's so weird. I went, so I worked the first week of December, was off to the second week of December, back this third week, and then, and then I'm off the, the last week of December. It's like so weird. But that's how my schedule worked out because someone else is currently on vacation, which is why I couldn't be on vacation. Oh, uh, yeah, it all makes sense now. Yes. It's like a vacation sandwich. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's very odd. Mm. Well, since I have you here, you have talked a little bit about uh, what what direction you think you think Toonami is going to go in. Uh, what do you think of this year, 2016 Toonami? <sighs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think everybody who's maybe heard me on the show before, I've been really, really really busy i haven't watched a lot that being said was much uh, was michiko and hachin this year that was last year 
shit. Um, <laughs> like it finished right at the tail end of the year, and then got replaced by Samurai. Parasite was that this year? It finished this year, yeah. Okay, I watched Parasite. I like that. I watched One Punch Man. I really liked that, but I would already, I'd already seen it. Um, I tried watching Gundam, and I do want to watch it. I just it got, I got really behind. Um, and now I don't think I'm going to be able to catch up. I'm really happy JoJo's came out. Um, I've only watched three episodes, and I didn't watch a single one of Matsunami. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're the reason that JoJo's ratings are bad. I'm so sorry. My girlfriend's really excited about that show, and like she's in love with it. And I don't have the heart to tell her that it's that it's not doing great. Like I'm sure it's doing fine, but like, oh yeah, it's it's I, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think she's ever watched the dub. Um, oh, that's a whole different experience. So I I'm only watching the dub. Like I I don't want to watch that show subtitled. Um. And I'm, I've enjoyed what I've seen. I just, I think I just have to wait till I get to Stardust Crusaders because that seems to be the one where everyone's like goes ape shit over. Oh, I love part two though with with the young Joseph Joestar, fantastic character, really fun. I like. That. Yeah. The stories, eh? I mean, the the villains are kind of meh, generic. Well, she she really likes um to, to fight them. She she really likes the uh, the current one that's I think it's Diamonds Un- are Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She currently she really likes that one. Um, and Ooh, it's gonna be a while before Tsunami gets to that. <laughs> it's gonna be a while before I get to that. I'm still on like episode four, and I have the damn thing. Oh, and you all are gonna be mad at me, but I have the Lupin dub, and I still haven't watched it. I am mad at you. <laughs> I've seen. So I've been waiting for that dub. I mean, the sub is all up on Crunchyroll. I'm like, I watched an episode, but I, I really want to wait for the dub. I, I've got the whole thing, um, and it's just sitting on the computer. Can't watch. Like, can't wait to watch it, but it's uh, it's been difficult, man. I have not had time. I completely understand. That's so. Uh, but that being said, like, I'm. I've been really. From what I have seen, because I've I've tried to keep up with Toonami as best as possible. Like from what I have seen about Toonami, it's been very cool. Like, I mean, One Punch Man was a huge hit, uh, which I was really excited about. Um, I'm really like the the announcement that Mamoru Ishii was creating something specifically for Toonami blew me away. Um, it's a shame we're not going to see that until next year, but but it's going to be for the twenty their twentieth anniversary, which is really cool. Um, I did watch The Intruder. I I wasn't as impressed by it uh, as I was Intruder Two. Intruder Two was amazing, but I think this was like, oh, this is okay. A lot of people kind of feel like it's it's sort of like a slight continuation of that story and not really its own thing. It's and arguably shouldn't have been called Intruder Three, but. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, maybe we shouldn't call this Intruder 3. Mm, naming conventions. I'm but sure there I also, were marketing reasons. But I'm, I'm positive that's why they kept it. They were just I, like... I like, I like the new look. I like the new ship. Um, it's all cool. <laughs> Jason's going to get mad at me. I thought it was kind of corny that they were on the ship the whole time. Oh, yeah. That is a big I thought, I thought it was a little corny. Uh, I'm really, I really like Fairy Sarah. I think that's super cool. Uh, 
Um, I'm the the ship design is really nice, but I, maybe maybe this is me being way too harsh because like they had to build all those worms, they had to build the planet, they had to build the the CG ship. You know, they had to build all this, all the new levels and stuff, and they had to build all this crap. So, like, maybe I'm expecting way too much from stories that are five seconds long. You know, yeah. maybe I'm being way too harsh on 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 Jason and crew. But like, man, Intruder, like Intruder Two was so good, yeah. was so like yeah. out there, really creative, and like Intruder Three, the. It wasn't bad, and I don't. I, I'm probably sounding really harsh on it. it. wasn't It wasn't bad, but it was just like, man, this could have been so much more. Probably. But I liked it. Again, I liked it. Please don't be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's nicely done. It's just, just not that exciting. I th- I think the most exciting part was the Sarah Sarah getting a fairy body. Like that yeah. was that was the most exciting part. Um. And and the wor- the the design of the worms were pretty cool, um, but like just the, the the thing where they had to get off the planet and the ship. I was kind of hoping we'd stay on the planet for maybe another year, yeah, um, mind. and and maybe maybe find an maybe find a new base and then find a new ship. But I don't How I don't know that the base that they found was a ship. I know, like, time. I know that just that just felt like super convenient, and I was like, "This is this is pretty contrived." But again, I'm asking a lot for what is essentially packaging uh, a packaging change, you know? <laughs> like, you know, Tom Four was on the big was on that planet, and we all we we never got a story about that, so nope. you know. At least they gave us I- a story. They gave us a story. At least it wasn't just like, hey, we're back in space now for no reason. Um, but like, so, so yeah, I, I, I think I'm being way too harsh for what is essentially, <laughs> hey, we're changing up the packaging. Here's, here's why. <laughs> like, being way too harsh. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, Samurai Jack, I, I've seen the behind the scenes stuff. That's really exciting. I haven't seen anything that hasn't been made public. Seen everything that's been made public. It's really exciting to see that. Um, I'm a little sad the comic book's not going to be part of the continuity, but I understand that you know they want to do their own thing. Yeah. Um. And uh, trying to think what else happened this year. What What have I missed? Sketch. Have I missed anything? Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter, that show happened. Um, I've watched a couple of episodes. I don't really care for it. I don't hate it. Don't take that to mean I don't. I, I hate it. I, the episodes I've seen, I, I enjoyed just fine. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but uh, it's too long. It's way too long. There is no way in hell I'm ever going to catch up to it. Um, on that topic, tsunami by January will have six long running series thoughts uh they'll expand the block probably that's that's pretty much what i'm figuring especially since they are expanding the block aren't they huh they already are yeah they are they're 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 getting 11 30 back for for dragon ball super which you know if there's any show that's gonna deserve that block that that time slot it's dragon ball super yeah 
So we can certainly hope that Samurai Jack will grant us 11? Look, I'm, I, I know that people are like, you know, oh, these long-running shows mean it's hard to switch stuff out. I don't think so. I think that the programming department is well aware that there are some shows that have big buzz, like Attack on Titan Season 2. You bet your ass they're going to try to get that on as soon as possible, and they will move whatever show they need to move around. Because, like, how can you not air Attack on Titan Season 2? There, there's been such a fan buildup for that. You know, for so long. No, absolutely. You know, they're gonna the, want the that greater concern possible. is that you know lesser shows are just gonna get pushed aside. Not not shows that are currently airing on Toonami, but like it's really hard to say get Lupin on onto Toonami or you know. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't say anything about Lupin. Yeah. No comment on Lupin. <laughs> you know, that being cause... well, okay, hold on. One comment on Lupin. Because I, I, for those of you that don't know, I am working on that show. Um, if you would like to see it on Toonami, and we personally would like to see it on Toonami. We are big fans of Toonami over at Discotech. We worked with them on IGPX, after all, uh, getting that release out. So we are big fans of them, and we are willing to work with them to get this show on the air. Uh, the best way to do that from your perspective is to go onto their Facebook or to their Tumblr account and very politely suggest the show to them. Like... Just keep suggesting the show, and they're in their on their wall, and they suggest a show thing on their Tumblr or ask a question thing, and be very polite. Don't bother Jason on Twitter. Just please don't do that. Just go very politely, like start talking about Lupin Part Four on their Facebook, and we'd greatly appreciate it over at Discotech. And thanks for voting in the poll if you did. Yeah, thank you for voting in that poll. Um, I, I I know which show I voted for. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing super against biased. Mob Psycho, but I swear if Tokyo Ghoul. <laughs> nothing, nothing against either of the other shows, but um, I I personally work on Lupin, so yeah, I'm kind of biased towards it. So yeah, I want that show to be on Toonami. I want a show I worked on. Okay, I want another show I've worked on to be on Toonami. Ah, yes, you do have to. Uh... <laughs> I have, I have to count One Piece on there. Oh, that's true. I'm in One Piece. I don't know what episode we're on, but episode 421, I'm in that. They'll get there eventually. <laughs> what episode are they on? Are uh, we still in Thriller Bark? Yeah, they're at the tail end of Thriller Bark. Okay. Like, uh, That's... Gecko Moria just turned into a gigantic monster. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I, I gotta start watching One Piece again on Toonami. I, I love watching One Piece on Toonami, but, again, I only busy. watch One Piece on Toonami now. Like that's the only way I watch One Piece. I know I could, I you know I got Funimation. I could catch up any time I really wanted to, but it's just it's too much of a commitment. It's way easier to just watch one episode a week. I'm just I'm reading the manga. Um, and that is and where I'm way behind. I'm I so I caught I I got up to a point. I won't spoil it. Um, but I got up to a very significant event in the manga. Um, where a certain character bites the dust. If you know One Piece, you know which character this is because it's a big character. Um, but oh, so uh, you stopped about where I did. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where I stopped. And the only reason I stopped is because I got really, really busy uh, between CNN and Discotech. I just got extremely inundated with stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been really hard to catch up. Um, and right now, like 
I'll be honest, I'm on a big Ghost in the Shell kick. Like, so my my spare time that is not dedicated to my social life, discotheque, and CNN goes to Ghost in the Shell simply because that movie's coming out, and I want to make sure I know everything, like going into this. Is it time for another Jose Ghost in the Shell AMV? Probably, I'll make one. Why not? I've been thinking about making one. I, I like that AMV I made a couple of years ago uh, for the 25th anniversary. I think, um, uh, speaking about that movie, like, <laughs> boy, do I have comments. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I could share. <laughs> you have thoughts. We'll I have. That. I have thoughts. No, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I, I'll, I'll say positive things. It looks like they did their homework. It like, does. it looks like they and and like I've seen interviews with Rupert Sanders, um, who's the director of the film. He's a fan. Like, oh. you you can you can see it. Like the way he talks about it, he's a fan. I don't think I agree with his interpretation of it in in a couple of ways, which I can get very specific on. But that's that's my own interpretation. And that's my own hang up about the franchise. I don't know if that's fair to him. But he's a fan, and it's it's very clear from the way he speaks about it and the way he 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 talks about it. He he did his homework, and you can see it on screen. They did their homework, um, and they seem to be showing a lot of respect to the franchise, um, in, in in at least a very aesthetic way. That being said, the casting. Um, that's a problem. I know Japan doesn't have a problem with it. Um, I think, however, this is an American film, and America is a very diverse country. Um, I think making Matoka Kusanagi a very talented white actress is a very big mistake. Um, And I like Scarlett Johansson. I love Scarlett Johansson, man. Like, uh, I'm rooting for her so much because, like, I love all of her work. She, I can't think of a bad film that she's in. Like, she's amazing in everything. Um, but that casting is is a problem. And one that I hope the film does not shy away from. I hope the film addresses it head on. Uh, I think that would be at least the decent thing to do. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do I do think, however, it's it's unfair that, you know, this is, I think, a, an iconic character. And we've had other iconic characters come to life from the page to the screen or from, uh, yeah, from the page to the screen. And, you know, we, we've had guys like Superman and, and James Bond come to life. They've been played by actors who fit their description perfectly. And then we finally get this one who I, who, okay, arguably is not as iconic as the characters I just named, but an icon in her own right and doesn't get cast correctly, like, Ah, that's such a that's such a bummer. Although technically she would not be Scarlett Johansson is technically not the first live action with Toko Kusanagi. Um, there is a stage play. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, people forgot about that. I am. If you have filmed that play, please send it to me. <laughs> I would love to watch it. Uh, it was not running while I was in Tokyo, so did not get to see it. I've seen I've seen clips and like they look dead on, but it's uh it's not exactly Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be really nice about it because like 
because it's like I I don't know how so okay I don't know what Japanese stage plays typically look like, but that looked very much like what I would imagine a Japanese anime stage play come to life looking like, and I'm like oh hmm. okay <laughs> it's very odd from what I've seen it looked very odd but it was very cool um so yeah that's Ghost in the Shell I don't know why we're talking about that. <laughs> playing standalone complex on toonami again next year yeah i've been meaning to ask uh and i don't want to bother him on his damn twitter account but i should ask him like hey what masters are you showing (laughs) please don't those 2005 tapes are (laughs) yeah can we please not show those like 2004 actually yeah we're we're tying and like the the sole reason they're showing those you know the sole reason they're showing that is to tie into the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, please do not show the SD tapes. Like With the 2004 I, edits. Yeah, I will come over to William Street. We'll rip the Blu-rays I have. Like, we'll show those instead. Jeez, please. I know that they are not up to broadcast standards, but we could show those instead. That would be better. Oh, wow. <laughs> or, 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 you know what? At least fix the aspect ratio. Like, just oh, do yeah. that. Just fix the aspect ratio, and it'll be perfect they'll be like okay no more complaints i'm good i'll live yeah because that was letterboxed four by three (laughs) it's stretched out and you're just like no this is painful this is so painful it's not good it would would really really stand out from the rest of dear two a.m but so i should probably i know i should probably like i should probably confront jason about this because like so I fixed the IGPX Masters. William Street has a set of IGPX Masters that are in 16 by 9 proper. So, uh, Jason, if you're listening, I will fix your Masters. Like, I will fix them. No questions asked. <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't have to go through the, the trouble of talking to stars and getting new Masters. We can fix the ones we have at the very least for free. Like, that's cool. So, I know he doesn't listen to this damn show, but <laughs> let's do that. Sometimes. You never know when Jason's listening. It's like, you never know when Jason's listening, that's true. But I just that I being... tweeted out something random about Toonami the other day, and then he responded as like, I didn't even tag you, man. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that being said, uh, audience, you should, you should let Jason know, hey, Jose will fix the Masters for free let him do it <laughs> tell him very politely on the very facebook politely the tumblr <laughs> very politely tell him on facebook and tumblr very maybe tweet at him once once only once only once tweet at him very politely don't curse at him yeah that that never ends well yeah i'm kidding don't tweet at him <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> but don't. But don't. But don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Any 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 other questions about like AT&T and and Time Warner and what this means for Toonami? I think we covered everything, but like I don't know if there's anything I should I should say. Uh, this isn't my area of expertise, so uh, I think uh, I think you. 
informed the masses well enough. Cool. Um, I don't. I don't think that. Um, look, this is this is going to be a process that goes throughout a year. I do recommend keeping it tuned to CNN. Nice, nice plug there for my own website. Um, keep it, keep it tuned in to CNN and uh, to check in on that. I think that uh, we'll be covering it better than anybody else because we're on the inside, man. Um, but of course, there are other outlets like C-SPAN and and um, and of course, all the all the hearings are public, so you can actually just go watch them. I, I, I would recommend keeping an eye on it, not not for any reason other than I think it's just fascinating. Um, oh, I guess we, we the one thing we didn't talk about is what happens if the merger doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. I guess we should probably talk about that. Probably. Uh, the, if the merger doesn't happen, uh, there, is a, there is a fine for both companies. Um, I think they're pretty... Uh, pretty I, I want to say they're pretty low uh, for, for both companies. Like, it's, it's something that wouldn't wouldn't be a nice thing to happen, but it would wouldn't bankrupt either company. Uh, so if the merger doesn't happen, it would be it'd be it would be a fine. And I think we would just return to business as usual. But the thing that would scare me is that um, the shareholders might get impatient again and try to spin off parts of the company, mm. uh, which would be which would definitely change a lot. Um, and or we would have another bidder. You know, Google or Apple or whoever would step in and try to buy the company, uh, and that would that would be that'd be different. You know, we'd have to go through the whole freaking process again. Um, so yeah, I I'm personally hoping that this goes through simply because I think that it's the best deal and that it it keeps the companies together. Uh, it keeps it keeps Time Warner together, and that's that's my main thing. Keep I the want kids Time together. Yeah, I want I want Time Warner to stay together. Uh, is my my ultimate hope. Because I like I like HBO, I like Warner Brothers, I like Turner, I like the place I work, and I like the environment I worked in. And I think the big reason for that is because of our unity and our and our brands. Um, and I would I would like that to continue. And I and I truly I, from the perspective of, of an employee, I like where I work, and I would like that to continue, and I would like that to continue, with the assets we have now, and I would like the opportunities that I have, you know, in the future, with this company, to still be there. And I think the best shot of, of that happening is with AT and T. So. I say that as a perspective of, of someone who actually works inside the company. You outside the company may have a different opinion, and that's totally fine. But that's just me, someone who's a plebe, is a cog in the wheel, would like to see his workplace go. Uh, tell the people where they can find you on the Twitters. So you can find me uh, at Jose underscore CNN. Uh, feel free to ask me questions. Please note, I can't answer everything. Uh, and I... Uh, I also, simply because I don't know everything, and also, you know, if you ask me a political opinion on, like, what do I think this would do politically, I, I can't answer that. Um, I do not talk about politics on my Twitter account. I only, usually only retweet stories or send out a story. I, I don't, I'm very careful not to tweet out opinions. You also can't so, talk about Lupin. I also can't talk about Lupin. It's been dubbed. We're, 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 we're working on the Blu-ray now. 
It's going to be awesome. Promise. Um, actually, okay, so I guess I can talk about this because, like, we, we, you know what? Fuck it. I will talk about it. It's my little project, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, this is an exclusive thing. So, exclusive. Um, we, uh, even beg for it. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we did an interview with Richard Epgar. Um, we did an interview with Richard Epgar for the Lupin Part 2 set. We announced that way back when, and we made that happen. And it's going to be on the Lupin, the Lupin the Third Part 2 set 2 DVD set. Uh, that will be out in a couple of months, and I need to finish that interview up. But we also, at the same time, interviewed him for Part 4. However, he was not the only director on Part 4. Uh, he also direct. He was he was a co-director with Ellen Stern Epcar, who was his wife. Um, and had I known that at the time, we would have interviewed her as well. So we are currently looking to rectify that mistake. Um, so currently, we have an interview with Richard. We would like to redo it with both of them, and we are currently uh, looking to redo that. We've reached out. Um, we hope to make that happen. And I think this is okay to be transparent about this. Um, if it doesn't happen, then we have the we have the interview that we recorded. If it does happen, yay, we have a we have a brand new interview with with the two directors of Lupin the Third Part Four, which I think uh, I think people hopefully are very excited about. I'm excited. So there's your scoop. There's your behind the scenes of what we're doing at Discotech right now um, in regards to Lupin Part Four. Um, we're working on it. We're working real hard. We can't we can't wait. Uh, I think I think the you know, for those of you that are fans of Discotech, um, you guys know how much effort we put into our releases. We put a lot of effort, and Lupin Part 4 is a big deal for us. We are really, really excited about that show. All of us are big Lupin fans. We cannot wait to show you Lupin Part 4 coming soon in 2017. There's my sales pitch. <laughs> also, if you want an Tsunami, let, let their Facebook know and their Tumblr. Okay, thanks. Politely, very politely. Be polite. All right, well, thank you for your time, Jose. Thank you for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, anytime. Hey, I interviewed Jose. Oh. Lol. It's not that special. <laughs> that one person that kept asking for it. There you go. <laughs> oh, is that guy still asking for it? That guy's always asking for it. No, I'm... <laughs> I, uh... I think they disappeared into the aether, but <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of a shame, right? Oh, well, whatever. Where have this all is all the good trolls gone. <laughs> <laughs>